Welcome back to Elevator Freedoms Podcast. If this is not your first time here, thank you for coming. And if this is your first time here, Elevator Freedom is a community of like-minded people setting goals to achieve a better life. We're here to support you in all those endeavors. Part two of three parts for the six pillars of fitness. Last time we covered physical and relational. This time we're going to be covering mental and emotional. Brandon, how are you doing today? Doing great, man. I'm excited. Part two of our three-part series. That's exciting. We're on to our ninth week of the podcast, which is also pretty awesome. You know, this is something we set out to do this year, and so far we've been consistently getting it every week, just like other aspects of our life, like fitness and everything else. You know, we're trying to be consistent with this podcast, and I hope everybody's enjoying it, and I'm looking forward to keeping it going. Yeah, me too. It's It's been so much fun. So many uh, learning curves for us and just getting out here and and putting this content out is definitely something new 2024 has been a crazy ride so far and i am here for it i am loving every minute of it this marathon prep has been great it's had its ups and downs it's had its challenges uh speaking of challenges for marathon prep and mental fitness brandon how was your run on sunday so the run this week was was um pegged to be an 11 mile run and we ended up pushing to 12 miles. But let's just say that if you're at a half a mile and you have to run 12 miles and your shins and knees and feet are not cooperating, it turns into a mental battle and not a physical battle very quickly. And you hear that all the time with like running and just fitness endeavors of all kinds, which is that it's more mental than physical. But it does, it's not like that every time. Like sometimes it's like, it's very physical and that's all it is. And things are going well so physically, so you don't have to deal with the mental side. Like the mental side mostly comes in when your physical is deteriorating, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So this week was one of those battles. You know, we got in, I, I got into it about a half a mile and things went downhill fast. But like I said, we were pegged to do 11 miles. And I ended up with 12 miles. We got through it. It's week seven, I think, of marathon prep. So, I mean, that's a big win in my book. You know, to, to get through that mental battle of not wanting to be there after half a mile and feeling like you had every reason in the world to give up and to just go back to your car, call it a day and say, well, I just missed this workout. I'll just pretend like it didn't happen and move on. But you don't do that. When, when life gets hard and when, when you, you're faced with challenges – you don't quit. You don't turn around. You keep going. And it's the same thing with fitness and our marathon prep. Like if I would have quit and turned around, what does that mean for the rest of the things that I tell myself I'm going to do? So how was your run this week though? It was the same exact thing as yours. It, I, and I don't really like to use the word awful. Uh, cause I, I, I feel like that's a pretty harsh word, but it was awful. <laughs> Like you said, a half a mile in, it I knew it was going to be a long run. Not until five miles did my shins finally start to acclimate. And then after that, it was like I was moving two peg legs for the next, what, math is hard, you know, eight miles. Or is that? No, it would be 15. Anyways. Whatever math it is, but we're, yeah, no, we're, it not, was, we're not here to teach math. We're just we're just talking about <laughs> mental and emotional fitness. You know, there's no math. Yeah. There's no math involved with that. So, 
I'm here to hopefully help you want to be better, not to pass your math exam. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, you need, if you need math tutoring, this is the wrong podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they have plenty out there. Yeah, but yeah, no, it uh, it's it sucked, and the mental battle that that was it was a complete mental barrier the entire time to keep pushing through like it would be like oh just get to that next thing and it the the work that we put in this entire time this marathon prep in this year has has really showed out in that run i said I, i texted you that that day like the fact that we still went out there and we did it, even though we were in super pain, like my toes were bleeding at the end. I don't know what happened. I never found the cut, but there was blood all over my socks. I don't know what happened. My feet are fine. I don't know what happened. But like that mental fitness of the whole thing was was all that entire run. One thing, one thing I love about it too, and this kind of goes, this is a little bit off topic for the podcast today, but like with the accountability partnership thing, like you and I have, followed on our first prep to do the army 10 mile or we followed the same plan and this time going into the marathon we're following the same plan and what you see is that through the through the life cycle of these these plans to get to your end goal of a marathon or you know whatever it is we have we 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 hit the walls at the same times and it's almost like well it gives you it gives you reassurance to know that it's not just you and like i would have pushed through even if i cause I didn't even know whether you had a good run or not. And you, you didn't know if I had a good run or not. Like, it's not even that. It's just the fact that like afterwards, like if you're by yourself and you don't have that accountability partner or somebody you can reach out to and be like, Hey, how'd yours go? You, those are the times where you'd want to quit. Like people in general would want to quit then because they're, it's the worst run they've ever had or, or whatever. And it, all the things in the world make you want to quit. But when you have somebody else that you're going through those journeys with and going through those experiences with, it gives you the opportunity to realize that everybody faces these challenges. Everybody has the bad runs. Everybody has the bad days at work. Everybody has, you know, bad moments in life. But that stuff doesn't define the rest of your journey. It doesn't define the next, here's math again, nine weeks of marathon prep. You know what I mean? So so as you continue going through, find somebody to do it with you. And even if they don't go through the exact same program, just, you know, have somebody to talk to or just reach out to some friends or whatever, but hopefully motivate them to get on the same plan as you to work towards a goal or a fitness uh, um, journey and uh, try to do it together. Cause it's definitely eye opening when you realize that you don't suffer alone and you don't struggle alone. Everybody has these same experiences. I'm really glad you brought that up too, because the thing uh, we were talking before the podcast. And I said, you know, actually, I'm going to wait until we're in the podcast to talk about this because I feel like it really goes well with both the mental and emotional fitness of like we're talking about in this episode. I can't tell you how many times during that 12 mile run I was like, but then like, what am I going to like if I st- if I turn now because the, the loop I have, I could have cut off like four miles and I could have been done. I could have done eight or 10 or even 11, like with the, what the plan said, we pushed it and I'm glad we did. And it was, it was fun and being on the other side of it's fun. But so many times I was thinking like, what am I going to tell Brandon? Like, what is my excuse for stopping? 
that accountability partnership really gave me the push through. And I wanted to be accountable myself. Like, nope, I said I was going to do 12 miles. I'm going to do 12 miles. But it was also that accountability partnership like you were just talking about. Like, I, I wasn't going to let you down. You did the 12 miles. I'm doing the 12 miles. So I'm glad you brought that up. That was That was a big thing that, like, through the whole mental fitness of that run it was it was the entire time it was a lot like probably at least once a mile so at least 12 times exactly and speaking of like the mental fitness side of things and what you're talking about right there is having a community of people right that's that's something you can do to to help with your mental your mental fitness as well and having that community of people like you don't have to like said earlier you don't have to suffer alone and while like you said, you don't want to fail yourself, but at the back, in the back of your mind, you also don't want to fail that other person because it's a community, right? It's somebody that you rely on. They rely on you. And that's part of having more mental um, fitness or mental health is having a group of people to be able to rely on, right? We're not, we aren't always individuals. Like everybody needs somebody else to talk to, somebody else to vent to, somebody else to rely on. Like we're not always capable of being the strongest people ever. No, no successful business ever ran because of one person and became successful because of one person. Like there's always a team of people and at our jobs now, it's the same way. Like one person doesn't accomplish the mission. It's a group of people. So just, just anyone listening to this realize that part of your mental fitness and mental health is having a community of people that you can talk to and reach out to and share those experiences with. And it'll help you outside of just the fitness, which is going to help your mental, your mental health and your emotional health. Just realize that there's other layers to that. Like there's, there's many things that go into having a well-rounded mental fitness that allows you to be successful. So just something to think about, especially with the elevated freedom and the stuff we preach every week about accountability partners and stuff like that. Realize that that is part of your mental health and your mental fitness. Just sitting all the way considered elevated freedom. <laughs> trying to anyways. Yeah. But uh, yeah, a mental, I was, when I was doing research for this one, mental fitness or really all of the pillars, all of the six pillars that we're going to talk about in these three parts, they're all muscles. Like mental fitness is something that you have to work on. You have to be conscious. And one of the things that I was reading is like your spouse fires something out at you and, and you feel hurt by it. So you don't have the mental fitness to be like, you know, we're in an argument. They're heated. They probably don't mean it in that way. So you fire something back at them emotionally. And now you're in this big slew of, whatever it turns into for whatever your situation is. But if you have that mental and emotional fitness, and if it's something that you, that you practice, you can kind of step back. You're going to kind of step back and look at the whole situation. Like, okay, they're upset with me or this situation's upsetting or whatever the case is. But I I'm looking and I know that if I retaliate, like that's, not going to be good. It's not going to be good for either one of us. So building this emotional and mental fitness will help you not only with your fitness or any of your goals, it's going to help you with your personal life too. And the same thing goes for, for work. If you have a boss that always likes to yell and scream, or you have people who work for you that are doing things to that you feel like are intentionally going to piss you off, it's probably not like that. It's 
just how you're interpreting it. And if you look at the whole picture and you, and you start to build and you start to work on your your mental and emotional fitness, a lot of those problems I feel like are going to go away. I know I know for me personally, when I started looking at it, like you know, a lot of a lot of the stuff. I think it was talked about last episode, but a lot of the stuff what people are saying is is a lot of the time projection. So if these people are projecting their own thoughts onto you, what's that got to do with you? But if you have the mental and emotional fitness to step back and look, look at the big picture, look at the whole situation, then maybe you'll have a better day. Maybe it won't bother you as much and you can move on, get past the hurdle and keep pushing for that goal, whatever that goal is. Yeah, man, that's a great point. And it's, I would, I would even add another word to that, which is mental and emotional maturity. And like you said, mm-hmm. being able to step back and see the, see the situation as a, as a big picture thing and understand that you don't have to react to a situation, right? Like you don't have to have that, that quick reaction, that negative reaction, having the maturity to step back and understand that people are going through a hard time or everybody communicates differently. And when they're frustrated, they might share stuff that's going to, at first it's going to sting, but if you have that maturity and you have that ability to look at that situation differently and look at it through their, their eyes and understand the situation they're in, it'll allow you to move forward in a much better way. And those are the kind of people too, in my opinion, that end up in leadership roles, right? People that can listen to somebody that's, that's angry or, or pissed off or, whatever about something and be able to actually take those people, talk to them, understand where they're coming from and basically re repoint their anger and re engage them into the real mission of what they're doing at work and understand that the, everybody has bad days and that kind of thing and get them to focus on what the actual mission on at hand is. And that's like I said, that's what sets people apart, but you get that, through these tough experiences and we're going to bring this full circle back to our 12 mile run. So you get the, you get that through these experiences of, of individual mental battles because you're in your own head fighting with yourself, trying to, you wanting to turn around, wanting to go home. It's the same thing in life when you're dealing with difficult people. These people are in that same mental battle. They might not be on a 12 mile run. Maybe they had a bad night at the house, maybe they're fighting with their significant other or maybe whatever, but understanding and having those experiences individually on those runs is going to allow you to look at that person and, and realize what they needed, which is the same thing you needed, which is just a little bit of self-talk, a little bit of self-motivation. You know, I can get through this. I can get, I I can make it to the 12 miles. I have a mission to do. I I have to, I have to get out there and I have to finish it. It's the same thing when dealing with those people, they're having a bad day. It's not the end of the world, right? If you have one bad run, it's not the end of your prep. If you have one bad day at work, it's not the end of your job. Like you just have to understand from a from a mental maturity and an emotional maturity place that you can get through it and these people can have that anger but still get the job done and still do a great job and that's what makes leaders and that's what we're trying to do here at Elevated Freedom is give people the tools and and the knowledge to move forward, whether that be in their company or whether they want to be an entrepreneur or whatever your goal is, have the maturity and have the tools to be able to go through and lead people in a way that's going to make you successful because you're only as successful as the people around you. So it's definitely, that's a good, that's a good topic. And I think nowadays 
stress is so common. Like there's a mental health crisis in the U S you know, there has been for a lot of years. So I think that this is a great topic and I think developing those things through fitness is only going to help people with their mental health issues and emotional health issues. So. Yeah. I really like how you said it was mental and emotional maturity. Cause I think you also see a lot of those people around you that, that don't have that maturity. That's just, that's just on them. And I think we need to, need to realize that. And one thing I really do want to point out is, is that you are not weak for showing your emotions. Plain and simple. Now, if you're like lashing out on people for something little that happened, now maybe that might be a stretch, but if you are strong enough to show your emotions, you're strong enough to just come out and talk to people about what the problem is at hand. So you guys can push past it and move forward. There's no, there's nothing wrong with that. It's like, it actually shows that you're stronger than you are weak, but this persona and the society that we have says, well, if you can't show your emotions, especially, you know, for, for men, I feel like it's like, if you, you know, you can't show your emotions, you just need to hit the ground running. You need to do your job. There's some truth to that in some aspects, but I think the only way that there is truth in that is like in very like certain situations. But in everyday situations, it's not not a thing. And to have the mental fitness is only going to help you when someone is yelling at you, and you can stay calm, and you're not like your voice is going to stay here inside. I know you guys can't see it because it's a podcast, but it's going to stay low. It's going to stay at this voice. We're caught. We're having a conversation. We're talking. Now, if you start yelling back, what's what's that going to do? It's not going to do anything. It shows that you're stronger. You're tough because whatever they're throwing at you, maybe depending on the situation, trying to get a rise out of you because they're upset that you can't, that you are staying at that one tone. You're staying calm, cool, and collected, and that's going to piss them off more. So what I, just to recap on everything I was saying, you are not weak for doing that. It's a strength. It's a fitness. All of these are muscles. We're working to build them, to be the most well-rounded person we can be through all these six pillars of fitness and maybe mental and, and emotional should have been the first episode or something, because looking at it now, it's probably the most important. Yes. Physical fitness is important because for me personally, and and maybe for a lot of people, I don't know if it's the same for you, Brandon, but it's what really started everything for me to give me the eye. Like, so that way I like, it gave me the the vision to see what is in front of me to start building on those other things. Like I was sad, I was fucking depressed, I didn't want to fucking do anything. Excuse my French, you get a little fired up, but you know what I'm saying is is like the more you do this consistently, you're gonna get better at it. It's gonna suck. Life sucks. But we need to keep going. We need to keep doing it because it's only going to make it better. If we want to go to go to that place that we want to be and be happy and have the things that we want, you're not going to get it by just hiding your emotions and lashing out on people, yelling at people when they yell at you. You're going to go way farther by just sitting there and having a conversation with someone. Let them get loud. That's on them. That's something that they're going to get irritated about. And the thing is, is they're going to get more irritated inside themselves. And when, whenever this conversation ends, you're just going to walk away. And you're going to be like, 
man, that, that guy, that person got a little fired up. But, you know, I know I'm calm. There was constructiveness in it. Because you're going to sit and you're going to think about the whole conversation. But that other person is going to be there is going to be like, oh, why were they so this, that? And they're just going to be angry. And they're going to stay angry for, throughout the day. Because that's how I used to act. I used to just get angry. And I'd be angry. And it was no good. When really, if you look at the whole situation, it was five minutes. Boom. We move on. We progress with whatever it is that we had to do. I, I that was awesome. That was that. That was a powerful part, and it almost left me. I was like, "All right, well, I guess we should move on to the next topic." Because I think uh, Matt just closed it out. No, <laughs> no. Uh, but just something I was thinking about when you were talking about that, and like you said, you have these these five minute periods where somebody gets you know has an emotional um, time where they're they're angry or they're they're upset, but it's so temporary. It was like something I've heard before, which is don't worry about, don't worry about like $5 problems. I don't remember the exact words, words, some I make up my own. And it's the same thing with emotional stuff, right? Or fighting with people or, or, you know, what you choose to have stress about, like, don't worry about the $5 things, right? Let's not worry about all these, these $5 chart, like $2 here, $1 there, like all that little stuff. Yeah. I mean, it adds up over time. But let's 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 worry about the bigger stuff, right? Like don't let that little stuff turn into big stuff, right? Try to just push that stuff to the side. And something that I was thinking about when you were talking about that is all those like one dollar, two dollar, three dollar emotional times or times that you're upset. Like most of the time, people forget about whatever they were mad about or whatever they were arguing about five minutes later. Kind of like what you were saying. Like, it's just not, it's not a real problem to be stressed about. And when we're talking about this mental fitness and this mental health, you have to be able to realize what's worth being stressed about. And I guess that's what I'm trying to, the point I'm trying to make. Choose your battles, just like you choose, you need to choose your battles in your relationships, whether it's worth fighting about this, this thing or this thing. Understand that you have to be able to avoid some of these triggers that are provided through the world and not choose to stress about every little thing and be stronger. And that's that maturity that we were talking about earlier. Have the mental maturity and the emotional maturity to see these small conflicts and these small stressors as what they are, which is small and insignificant. And worry about the big picture things. Worry about your overall fitness, because that's going to help you in all of the pillars of fitness, all six of them. Having a well-rounded fit life is going to help you. As part of my research for this podcast, I was reading an article from the NIH. It was a study they did, and this is just to prove my point. But the government, the NIH studies recommend 150 minutes of modest to vigorous physical exercise in basically all populations. That's something I've always heard, which is what, 30 minutes a day, five days a week. There's more math. We do a lot of math on this podcast. So maybe we are too. <laughs> maybe great. we are. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> this is a lot of math. We're getting better. So that one was right. I'm pretty sure about it. <laughs> so it said maybe. when these recommendations are followed, many chronic diseases can be reduced by 20 to 30%. And while that's not exactly what we're talking about, the point is that like something that people are stressed about is like, well, high blood pressure or some of these, these, these medical conditions or, you know, whatever, 
their blood work, uh, something was elevated or whatever else. Let's get rid of these problems. Let's put all this little stuff to the side. Let's let's quit worrying about all this stuff and let's let's get a physical fitness routine that's going to help us in all these ways. It's going to improve our mental health. It's going to improve our emotional health. It's going to improve our our actual health and focus on the things that are actually worth focusing on, which is trying to improve your life and reading books that are going to they're going to push you to the next level and trying to get a promotion at work or start your own business. Like let's focus on the things that are worth focusing on. Let's put our time into the things that are worth putting our time into. Stop wasting our time on all these sideshows that aren't worth, they just aren't worth it. Like life is too short to stress about all these little things and let that ruin your mental health. Let's, let's, let's do it together and let's seriously move on and try to be better about what we choose to stress about. And let's worry about the things that are worth worrying about. Couldn't agree with you more. And I really do like that analogy with the with the money. I mean, just take a couple dollars. It's, it's not really that big a deal and move forward. I really like that. That was that was really good. Let's recap a little bit and let's go over all the four pillars that we've gone over so far. Physical, relational, mental, and emotion. We have two more pillars for you. That'll be in part three of this. So make sure you get give that a listen. You can f- listen to it on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Buzzsprout. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. And don't forget, there's a questionnaire in the link tree of all of our social medias. Get in there, fill out the link, fill out the questionnaire, so we can help you. We w- we want to help you. Like what we talked about in this podcast with like that accountability we had to each other for that 12 mile run that sucked. But because of that, we were helping each other and we pushed and we hit that goal. We both said we were going to run 12 miles. We ran 12, 12 miles. Was it, did it suck? Yeah. But we were accountable to each other. Let us help you. I want to help you. He wants to help you. Let's build a community together. And then that way you can help somebody around you and we can just grow and grow and build and, and be and surround ourselves by, like-minded people because like he said earlier you are the person you surround yourself by surround yourself by the people you want to be and the only way to do that is to be the example that's all i got for you this week i really appreciate appreciate you listening come back next week next thursday for part three and we'll catch you then peace